Welcome to Cornell University's Pro Dairy Podcast. In this series, we're going to be talking about COVID-19 and how dairy farmers and the industry in general have adapted to it. I'm Kathy Barrett, and I'm with Cornell's Pro Dairy Program. And I'm Rob Lynch, also part of Cornell's Pro Dairy Program. So folks, we have Bob Church, who is the general manager for Finger Lakes Dairy Services here in New York. We asked him to get on for us and just tell us a bit about how things are going for his business and how he's interacting with dairy producers. Bob, what kind of challenges are you seeing from servicing dairy equipment since this lockdown started? Well, it certainly is a challenging time. Um, probably early on, one of the biggest challenges was was not knowing where we fell in the food chain, so to speak. Where we going to be able to uh, provide services, not provide services, how limited were they going to be? You know, so I think that for us was probably one of the bigger things. And then certainly as you evolve down, you know, we're certainly a necessary business, essential business, I guess is the right term, trying to uh, determine, okay, what what amount or level of of work and engagement we're going to have. So that's kind of been a moving target in a lot of ways. And that's probably, I think, one of the biggest challenges is that it's a daily, you got to review what you're doing. So have you had to limit the amount of service you can provide? Are you still doing maintenance type of work or are you only doing emergencies? Well, when we first got into it, we thought about doing just emergencies. Um, but given the time frame, you know, if you don't do maintenance work, they'll turn it into emergencies right. and, and, you know, you're just making more pain on yourself. So we're, we're trying on the, on the, the technical service side mm-hmm. to do maintenance and, of course, emergency calls. And the sales staff is certainly, that's where we've seen, I, I see a little bit more limited involvement, so to mm-hmm. speak. Have you run into farmers saying they don't want technicians on the farm because of COVID-19? Are they asking you to limit your access to the farm? I haven't had any direct situations like that. Um, Certainly when the technicians come out, they they need them. (laughs) There's a reason that they're there. Um, We do try to limit, you know, have the technicians limit their involvement with with the people. The sales side, we've pretty much put a put a halt on any kind of absolutely unnecessary visits you know, really don't want sales guys just going out and making sales calls at this point in time. Have your sales folks tried to do stuff remotely with farmers? Yeah, we have. A lot of texting, a lot of phone calls, right. and, uh, you know, we still need to deliver product, and that, that goes on without saying, but we do, we have been able to function fairly well, I would say, remotely. Good, good. So when your technicians go to the farm, do you have specific things you're telling them to do to protect themselves and the farm? And Also, do you have farmers asking your technicians to do specific things? I'm talking about gloves or whatever. Well, certainly, you know, what we've instructed our staff to do is is follow the the CDC guidelines Mm -hmm. and and the personal space. That's key, I think, you know, in all that we've learned about this virus, that uh, keeping the the distance between you and others, social distancing, I guess, is the terminology they're using. That's really critical. And um, so for us, we've tried to really respect that piece of it and make sure that our staff is staying back and staying clear of others when when possible. Right. So how about um, from your staff, have you had any labor challenges? Has anybody gotten sick? And have you thought about in the future if somebody does get sick or thinks they have COVID and they have to quarantine? 
we had uh we had one person early on that uh, had a fever and uh, actually i think he did go get tested and was negative we've had a few with stomach bugs but uh <laughs> we've been, been you know we, i mean we're, we're you know everybody's hypersensitive to it now right. so it's like okay if you don't feel good if you're not 100 percent, stay home you know probably the other biggest thing too is a factor is uh you know behind all these service tax and salesmen there's a whole administrative staff too right and and we have have trimmed that to 50 percent if there's a, a fair amount of pain anywhere that's where it is right now because we're, mm -hmm. we're shorthanded in that area and trying to figure out what's the best way to schedule this is has been hard so we've elected to, to not expose more than we need to to mm -hmm. being in the office so that's been a little bit of a challenge thank you bob we appreciate you taking the time to talk with us i got to talk now with Scott Zare. He's a Repro Health Solutions Manager for Select Sires here in the Northeast U.S. Scott, thanks for joining us. Why don't you tell everybody a little bit about your business and what you do? Yeah, uh, well, thanks for having me, uh, number one. And uh, my role within Premier Select Sires is, uh, is reproductive analysis and uh, strategic breeding coordinator, as well as working with uh, our beef calf marketing and how we, uh, how we do that. Um, I cover uh, Maine and New York and, and work with a number of our producers uh, across the Northeast. Great. Obviously, things have um, really shifted in the industry because of this virus, as this pandemic is um, doing what it's doing. And so it's made us really take a hard look at you know, all the things we do when we're interacting with dairies through this new this lens of COVID-19. So maybe uh, share with us a little bit about some of the changes that your business has had to, had to do to, to stay safe and, and keep the farm safe. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, first off and foremost, it's, we're very thankful to be recognized as, as one of the essential businesses to help support the dairy and beef producers. And, you know, our cooperative members are very much so partners. And we do have a very good understanding of what is expected of each of us during these times. But with the COVID-19 pandemic, it's constantly involved, uh, evolving. So, so far, a challenge to this point has been keeping on top of the state and local and federal level changes occurring and keeping our employees and our members informed with the most current and relevant information. Overall, though, our core operations have remained fairly consistent. Certainly, there's been a heightened sense of safety precautions, such as asking and, in some cases, uh, I don't want to say mandating, but practically mandating uh, our employees to think about good hygiene practices like frequently, frequent hand washing, using sanitizing materials, and certainly respecting social distances guidelines and and how we've asked the customer to be a part of that is, you know, let's avoid face-to-face -face meetings for our technicians or our salespeople doing semen and nitrogen deliveries. We've asked our customers to simply either leave a note or leave a voicemail or email, text message with whatever semen or supplies they need and try to avoid um, any personal contact wherever possible yeah i mean it makes sense you know things that can be done solo should be done solo it makes, yeah. it, makes it for lonely work but certainly doesn't degrade the product absolutely yeah and fortunately we have enough uh personnel uh out in ohio in our semen collection lab that uh 
I think they just never leave. That may be a joke, but I know they're, they, they've certainly adapted on how they, how they approach their staffing and normal business hours are not quite normal business hours anymore. We've adapted to utilizing a, a 24 seven rotation and trying to limit the number of people that are in the lab and while at the same time increasing the frequency of sanitation. Yeah, I mean, a lot of ways, the you know, a lot of the biosecurity measures that are already kind of just commonplace on the farms, we just you know, step those up. But it's not it's yeah. not a foreign concept to the industry. Um, the distancing element, though, I mean, that, that you know, the most important part of, of controlling this virus um, is probably the hardest thing for us to to uh, always keep in mind. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's the. You know, there's something special about the dairy industry that we do still rely on a lot of personal connections and making face-to-face visits to conduct our business. Uh, so it's a it's a big testament to the the customers we serve and our employees that I mean, we've been able to adapt on a dime to uh, to figure out how to do business in this new environment. So, um, so Scott, do you see some of these practices, especially the sort of the remote interaction do you see those continuing even after this pandemic is history i sure hope so and i know as it pertains to to my role within premier and and others in my position we certainly believe it can and are going to try to make it happen so it does and you know it's never lost on us that we're cooperative and it's not really our goal to spend as much of our members money as we can mm-hmm. so you know if, if i can uh my, my soft estimates is that I could reduce my mileage and overnights by as much as 50%. That's, that's huge savings long-term, not just for our company, um, but also for the, for the member owners we serve. That's a great point, Scott. I really appreciate you uh, getting on the call with us and sharing your thoughts on this. In this episode of our podcast, we are talking to Charles Bechet of Bechet Hoof Care. He provides hoof care for dairy herds in central eastern New York. Well, my name is Charles Bechet of Bechet's Hoof Care. I've been trimming for 20 years. I have six customers and so been with them, most of them, for almost 20 years. And, you know, as of today, pretty much We've been moving forward just like we were 10 years ago. As you know, in the industry, nobody really knows what the future is going to bring, but um, we're still moving forward with trimming feet every day, not cutting back. All my customers, we really focus on it's all about the cows. So Charles, when you go on farm, have you had to follow different procedures or protocols? Well, I, I would say that we definitely, there's a little less interaction and there's we have definitely um, distant from each other, not shake hands. So for instance, when you're working with the cattle, do you usually have somebody from the farm help you? A couple farms I do, yes. How do you handle that when you have somebody, I mean, you're, you're working next to them. Do you just try your best not to do too much interaction? Yes, I would say, I would say that we try our best not to mm-hmm. touch each other or know, know that if either one of us, including myself, if I'm sick, I'm, which I haven't been yet, I had felt like flu symptoms or anything like that, I will just wouldn't go that day. With that said, if somebody else on the farm, the farms have, where their employees have pretty strict protocols now, if, if, if an employee is sick, they just, they go home. Have you had any of the farms 
that you work on, have they limited access to their farms at all? Um, yeah, I would say so. Uh, I've been having a, someone from Colbusco College kind of intern me lately, starting in like February. And I told him that I didn't even ask the farm. I just knew it was best that he, I didn't, he didn't come with me to learn about trimming more. And, and if, if I called them and said, I'm not trimming uh, next Tuesday, I don't feel well, they'd be like, yeah, please stay home. Please don't come. Because with, with me going, you know, going around farm to farm, they don't want me to be transferring this around either. Yeah, really good point. Have you had to take them a little extra care as far as washing equipment and in, in your hands, et cetera, between farm visits? Well, I think we, we've always or have, should have done this over the years. So this isn't anything really new as far as washing your hands and equipment and things like that. Other than the social distancing, that's probably the, the big thing that has changed for me okay. and, and them as well. So we still have to, we, they still have the offices. I still have to go in and discuss things with the managers and whatnot. And we st there is still interaction, like I said before, but we've tried to limit that, you know, keep the distance from each other. But one thing that we always have to re remember is that we still have to take care of the cows. They come first. So we're going to finish up here now with this episode of our Cornell Pro Dairy podcast. Hope you will join us for future episodes where we will be talking to other folks in the industry about how they're handling the current situation with COVID-19. So thanks very much for joining us.